0: I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing, that was all started
1: by a mouse. Hello, everyone out there in podcast land. This is the Beyond the Mouse podcast, the podcast for all things Disney, for NPR Illinois community voices, and for the Front Row Network. I'm your host, Craig. We are missing this week, Mr. Brett Rutherford. Uh, He will return. He will be back, we promise. But practicing all of her side eye so she can make up for Brett's absence is my co-host, Vanessa Ferguson right. Am how are I doing you
0: it right I'm rolling my <sighs> <sighs> yeah, it's the it's the <gasps> gruff <sighs> <laughs> the...
1: <sighs>
0: yeah revisionist <laughs> that's what he yeah he usually calls me a revisionist but anyway uh yeah thanks I'm really excited to be here and uh, talk about this film today
1: Absolutely. Actually, do you want to invite uh, or to introduce our guest? Because you're the one that reached out to her and you had seen a post on Facebook about this film. And so why don't you go ahead and introduce her?
0: Sure. Well, OK, so joining us today is a, is a very good friend of mine and the podcast. Everyone here, um, we know her through theater, but little did we know that she's actually a Disney Film expert, and I have to say, she really is an expert because she made a post about this film that we're going to be talking about. And I thought, oh, Alexis, this movie, it can't be that good. But she claimed it was amazing. But I, I trust her, and uh, I watched the film, and yeah, she's right. So she is a Disney film expert. It is our um, and my improv partner. Uh, I always tell people, I'm like, Alexis was the best. Uh, improv partner to do improv with um hope that doesn't hurt anyone else's feelings but I stand by that so it is our good friend Alexis joining us today Alexis thank you for being here hello thank you for having me yeah you just we're... made a
1: Drew Stroud cry by the way saying good. that she was the best partner
0: I good. think that's okay <laughs> <laughs>
1: Good. good he
0: can can use a few tears
1: (laughs) yeah for sure well Alexis it's so nice to uh to have you on and so before we really dive into this movie and start talking about that just wanted to ask you we don't normally prep people for this question but we do ask them when they're first time guests on the podcast and on the front row network what's your favorite movie
0: like ever ever and and you can say Disney movie too or you can keep them separate however you want to do it this is very fitting,
2: but I, I have two answers. So this is the first answer I usually give people when I'm, you know, they just ask me in the streets. It's always Lion King. Okay. It's favorite movie. Close to my heart's drained. I think it's perfect movie. Right. But my real, real answer is when I'm like talking to people who really know about movies is Lion King 2 because <laughs> spe- it holds a special place in my heart. I'm, I'm a second daughter, so I'm a sequel. And so I love sequel. Oh, that's nice. In- I would arguably say it's probably one of the best straight to D V D sequels mm-hmm. ever because they brought all the original cast back, original music. I think the music is almost some, a little bit better than yes. um the Lion King ones. There's just there's more um songs that are good. I mean, obviously the first one has the big ones, but all the songs of Lion King Two Lion King two are really good. Plus I have a Lion King Two tattoo, so like that's my favorite. <laughs>
1: His uh, um, in our Disney song draft, way back ago in the summer, whenever we recorded that, Vanessa chose "He Lives in Me," which no, was we credited you. to the Broadway.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think we did say it was Broadway, but it's in the it's sequel. Movie yeah yes. it's, it's the
2: opening it's- like circle of life opening and that's the tattoo i have because i think that song is better than circle of life it is totally and uh, it's crazy this is
1: good. you just got us off on a tangent and i'm fine with that but so like how and again first of all before i go down this path what's a reaction or a response to the live action the quote unquote live action remake of the lion king
2: thought it was fine but it's because I wasn't expecting anything special like I was gonna be it was gonna be a shot for shot if anything I'm very impressed um that they kind of went for more people who could sing than people who could act in regards to having Beyonce um I don't know the little boy who played young Simba and then uh Donald Glover like I really thought vocally it was good and that's all I was looking for
0: yeah, except, you know. Okay, so maybe Seth Rogen. He, <laughs> you know, not so much. <laughs> always got to
2: be but, a rogue one in there. I but like Seth right
0: Rogen, but Seth Rogen
1: gives you the foil to Billy Eichner, who is the best part of that film. Billy Eichner is everything in that film, and so. But no, I the the only thing I will say is that I made a, a big point of this when we talked about it on the the podcast when it first came out. Is that I I understand. You need to give Beyonce a big spotlight and a big song. Um, But when Simba is returning to the pride lands, how do you not right the wrong that was not having he lives in, in, in you as part of the theatrical experience and put that into that, into that scene. Um, they play it in the credits. They play it actually like a um, they play a version of it in the credits, but they don't, you know, it, it's not in the film and it just killed me to not have that. Yeah, song
2: I, I think I would have liked it in the film somewhere too. They definitely could have plopped that in. And it would have actually been nice. Cause I know some people were mad that they thought um, Nala had a few more lines and scenes than she did in the original, but then I read they were kind of more trying to give her more, as Mm -hmm. compared to the Broadway version and I think that would have been a good part to maybe have he lives in you because it's in the Broadway version and it they could have they could have fit it in people wouldn't have mind but yeah
1: for sure so you obviously like your Disney films um is there something else about anything else about the company that you enjoy do you are you watching a lot of Disney plus do you enjoy the parks anything like that
2: so my, I have two other friends that are like way more obsessed with Disney than I am. And they were doing that Disney challenge where you watch the movies in order um, from like the beginning to now. <laughs> they they, yeah. they didn't finish, but I was only watching the ones I wanted to watch. And let me tell you, I had never seen Dumbo before until 2020. And I almost think about that movie daily and just want to cry. Like me yeah. talking about it right now, I can getting misty eyed because that movie hurts my heart especially when Dumbo's getting swung by in his mom's trunk and what is it baby mine oh my gosh so like so underrated and also I think that's that movie is just um such a true testament to Disney because they were almost out of money they were like this Mm -hmm. is it and so they literally gave it the lowest budget ever the animation is very poor compared to what they had did prior and that's the movie that saved the company and I think that's really cool once I found that out um uh, yeah, other than that, I, I really like most of Disney. I'm not, like, a super huge, like, I'm not obsessed with Disney, but obviously it was my childhood, so I, like, like it a lot.
1: Yeah, no, I get that. Have you ever been to the parks?
2: Um, I went to Disneyland in, like, 2011 when I was in high school, and um, what's that teddy bear? There's, like, a bear. Duffy? Yes. I thought so was the only character that was there. There was Minnie Mouse, but her line was too long, so I met Duffy the bear, and I thought that was pretty cool. Um. <laughs> Yeah, that's all I really remember. And the roller coasters there were pretty nice too.
1: Well, i say now you're so much closer than us to Florida. So I think you should make your way there. Um, definitely check out uh, Walt Disney World sometime. Because Walt Disney World as an adult is probably the most, it is, it's the most wonderful place on earth, for sure.
2: I'm planning with my, um, my best friend. We are planning to go this year um, around Halloween time. She's gone a bunch of times um, to Disney World, but she's never gone during the Halloween like stuff. Mm -hmm. And I've just never been. So that's our goal. So I'm that's the plan.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Well, you had to report back to us. But today we're talking about uh, a gem of a film that you found for us to watch. Uh, And it, it is it's one of those that like, I have been quoted numerous times up to this point, even up to today on this podcast, saying we get way too much cars. The the cars universe, for some reason, took over Pixar. John Lasseter was super into cars and we got so many films. We have so many short films. We have spinoff films. And um, I just didn't get it. I know, but this was one of the first films that I saw part of that connected universe where I just really thoroughly enjoyed it from uh, all the way through. And I loved the the acting, the cast that went along with it. But let's dive right into talking about Planes, Fire and Rescue, which is available on Disney Plus and only runs about an hour and 15 minutes. (laughs) So it is a quick in and out, much like those classic animated films like Dumbo, like you were um, mentioning before. But let's get into your first impressions. How did you find this film? When did you see this first? What was your experience like with this movie?
2: So my dad loves cars. He is obsessed. I, every Cars movie, all three of them, I have seen with my dad because he makes me go with him. Like it was his birthday present for the third one. I got him a card, like a a child's three birthday card for his 30, 53rd birthday. And he was like, does that mean you're taking me to see Cars? And I'm like, (laughs) no way. I was forced to love Cars, not love, but just see it. And then Planes came out. And so he was like, oh, I think it's a part of the same thing. And I was like, yeah, let's go see it. So me and my dad watched Planes together. He he liked it. Um, He actually, he liked it a lot, but obviously is still obsessed with cars. So then what, two years later, I think is where the sequel comes out. And nobody I knew watched Planes. I was like, Planes was good. I, you know, I, I was like, okay. So when the sequel came out, because I'm a love of sequels, I was like, oh, I have to watch it. So I went to the theater by myself at a Maddenay and watched it and then fell in love. And then I would talk to people about it and like people didn't even know Planes was a thing. So then when I would mention the movie, no one had anything to say. And so every now and then I'll bring it up when people are like, what's an underrated movie? And I'm always like Planes, Fire and Rescue. People need to see this movie. (laughs) It's no
1: joke. I mean, honestly, we were just discussing. We had, we didn't know for sure if this was a theatrical release or not. And so thank you for clarifying that for us. With this voice cast, so I go into this. Um, here's my first impression. Literally happened two days ago. And I I go into this thinking, like, okay, she's saying this is a good movie. I trust her judgment. We're we're gonna enjoy this. And then you go in and I start hearing the voices, and I'm like wait, this actually has a real voice cast like this. doesn't Like, because you see that it's not, nec- it's not a Pixar movie. It's actually a Disney animation movie, animated studios. So um, they borrowed from the IP that they just purchased over in Pixar to make this film. And, and so I just wasn't expecting, I didn't know what to expect and I've not seen planes. I should mention that as well. Um, but you like, this is a legit cast. I mean, Regina King's like, she's going to be nominated for a directing Oscar this year. <laughs> like, uh, you've got Hal Holbrook, who we just lost, who's just a, a, an amazing performer i i get to see his uh mark twain once in springfield it was just incredible you have so many people the list goes on and on uh in these performances and it's just a great film it's a fun story it's a uh, a good message for children it's got that good moral arc to it that you want in like a nice animated film and there's just so much going on in a short period of time it conveys its story really well. You get full arcs from a lot of different characters, and it's just a really, really good, enjoyable film. Vanessa, what was your uh, first impression of the film?
0: So I'm like you, Craig. I did not see Planes. And and honestly, I think, Alexis, when you posted it, you said Fire and Rescue is an underrated film on Disney+. And so my first thought was, oh, is this like a, a live-action about firemen or I didn't know what to think. And then, um, I told the guys, I'm like, Hey, let's, let's, uh, let's watch this movie. Alexis recommends it. Let's have her on. And then I actually looked up the film and I was like, Oh no, it's in the cars. (laughs) It's in the cars world. (laughs) And I was like, Oh, okay. Well, I, I still trust that she says it's good. So And then i started watching it and yeah i'm i'm like with you craig i'm like this these lines are really well written these are this is very funny the line delivery is really good who's this actor dane cook no way and i'm like he's doing so good and then just every character that came onto the scene just one right after the other i was looking up imdb to see who it was i'm like these are just fantastic voice actors i mean brad garrett i'm a huge fan of brad garrett and he's in there and um i just i love this movie i actually watched it twice and i called my mom to tell her to watch it because i thought it was so good so now i'm kind of like should i go back and watch planes because if 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 this, if this is a sequel and it's that good i really should go back and watch the other films because i really like this movie a lot yeah, the,
2: I I would say the difference between the two is there's not as much of a higher risk in planes because it's just about him being a crop duster. And wanting to be a racing plane. So that's the whole thing. Which which they do talk about in the very beginning of Planes Fire and Rescue. And I think that's also what makes Fire and Rescue really good. Because you don't have to watch the first one to understand. You maybe not get some yeah. of the like interactions between his crew. But then he gets a new crew, it doesn't matter. Anyway, yes, Planes is good. I think you would watch it. I think Fire and Rescue is better. But I think you'll still enjoy Planes if you decide to watch it
1: yeah one of those rare sequels that outdoes its predecessor um it, it's just incredible to think about and you forgot by the way the the be- and so did i really truly every movie is made better with patrick warburton in it so uh the fact that he's also in this film just incredible stuff um you know it, it, it's it's great because again it's a movie that is On the shorter side, which is wonderful for a watch on any night you have Disney+, Plus, you can just put it in, but it also does uh, convey a lot and it takes on some like real world, you know, we are dealing with wildfires and campfires and the the West seems to be burning just about every single summer. Um, It's something that we're dealing with all the time and will increasingly deal with. So it it kind of also allows us to take a moment. It really takes pride in um, sort of elevating the firefighters that do that type of work in real life as well, which I appreciated for that too. So now we're going to go, go into all those amazing voice actors and talk about it. You don't get Owen Wilson in this movie. You get Dane Cook, uh, which is a name, honestly, I have not thought of Dane Cook in a minute. Uh, But let's talk about his portrayal as our lead. Uh, Alexis, do you enjoy him as a performer? And you've seen planes as well. So you've kind of seen him in both.
2: Yes. Um. So I used to, when I was like way younger, I used to be a fan of Dane Cook and then I got older and I got some taste. And so <laughs> I was like, oh, he's in this. And I really say that I think he really committed to the acting part of the role. He didn't try to go in there and like, let me give you my shtick that I do on the stage. But in this character, like I really felt like he was just playing a role that fit into it. And I, I thought it was very... um he very humanized a plane and in, in, in almost in a similar way that happened in Cars. Um, but I just thought it was a more, um, I, it was a character that I could see, like I rooted for him. Like, you know, in Cars, um, Lightning McQueen is like this, you know, jerk, <laughs> this whole movie. And then he gets humbled. Whereas like Dusty from the beginning is very humbled and everybody's telling him he can't do it, he can't do it. So he's going to persevere. And I just connect more to that kind of story. And I felt like maybe that was maybe from Dane cook's career maybe that's why he was better at doing that role he maybe couldn't have done the lightning mcqueen role this is a better role for him
1: yeah i can see that and you know um it's good to know because we get to see him in fire and rescue sort of at the top of it almost like a lightning mcqueen type story right where he's at the top of his game his gearbox is broken and he's now needing to essentially find a second career which is sort of the in a way, um, we get a lot of that in Cars 3 with Lightning McQueen as well. So, um, but, but it is interesting to see that that's the, the different spot that the character has come from. Vanessa, your thoughts on our uh, lead here?
0: Yeah, so I I think Alexis makes a great point that he's likable from the beginning, and maybe maybe that's why I like him so much. The character of Dusty, a uh, crop hopper. Gosh, what a name! Uh, but I I agree that I I felt like his acting was really good. That it, it wasn't really phoned in at all. So I was I was really surprised. He's one that I had to look up because I. I thought it was Dane Cook, but then I also was like, "But Dane Cook can't be that good." And then it what he was. So yeah, I was I was really surprised by how much I like this character.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. Um, and it's it's hard to really dive too much into a a voice acting uh, gig. But in this particular film, he really does carry us through. He's the emotional heart of it. You have to go along on this journey with him because uh, you have to be able to feel some empathy for him at the beginning. Uh, he of course has that, that moment, that montage, that great montage where he's trying to learn how to become uh, a firefighter in this second career. And of course, the person taking him along on that journey is uh, Ed Harris. And I mean, just an amazing, another amazing actor, right? He does such a great job in this film, always plays those really good mentor type roles. uh, And that's absolutely what he does here. Vanessa, I'll go to you first on Ed Harris.
0: Oh, I I thought he was great. He he always kind of reminds me of Bruce Willis. So I often kind of flip them in my brain, but I, I just thought he was great. Again, it wasn't, I don't know, I feel so weird saying this, but I don't feel like it was phoned in for this planes sequel. It's just so weird that we're talking about how good the acting is in a Plane's, aka Cars sequel. It's just wild to me. But I really, I mean, I'm going to go on and on about a lot of these characters because I just thought they were so good. But I'll, I'll pass, move on to whoever else wants to comment about Ed Harris.
1: Yeah, Alexis, your thoughts?
0: yeah I thought his i didn't i
2: i know the actor but not as well um so I thought it was very fitting like he seemed genuine too i, I think that's what I like about everybody. they just seemed very genuine, like I really believe they were planes, <laughs> so I thought it was great. <laughs>
1: Yes, absolutely. Uh, Again, that mentor role that he has. Um, And I I think instead of just completely going down every single actor in this, maybe we should open it up and see uh, if there's particular characters that you really enjoyed and that you'd like to focus on or like to speak about. Is there a particular character outside of our leads that you really gravitate to or really enjoy in the film, Alexis?
2: I don't remember her name. It's the girl playing when he first meets the fire crew and she's like obsessed with him
0: julie bowen
2: julie bowen yes her yeah, from okay. uh, yes.
0: modern family
2: yes love yeah. her as just an actress i and i i liked her character a lot because you know it always happens in movies where the a, a, a new guy comes and the girl's obsessed but one thing i liked about it is even though she was a little quirky and obsessed with dusty she was good at her job at the end of the day like it didn't affect her work ethic if anything she was showing him how to be a better rescue plane and I really like that about her because if I was going to be in a movie that'd be the character I'd be the one who's just doing crazy thing but when it comes to doing the job I can do it no matter what and so I, I thought that was a really um thought I think they did that on purpose you know because <clears throat> in the Cars franchise it's a lot of boys until the third movie so I like that in this movie all the female voiced characters we meet know how to do their job and they're assertive and they can do it especially on the fire side I'm trying to remember, I think on the planes in the first one there's not as many girl characters but in this one i i distinctly noticed regina Keene's character and, mm-hmm. and some of the people we meet from the hotel too so i i, I think hers was probably my favorite character because i connected with her most and i thought it was a good representation for you can be a nice likable girl and still get the job done
1: Absolutely. I mean, we also had Terry Hatcher in this film, you know, Lois herself from Lois and Clark all those years ago. Um, but yeah, I, I completely agree with you that this it's, it's fun to see so many, uh, such a, a wide ensemble of characters. And again, I guess maybe it speaks to uh, it might be easier to get some of these actors on a uh, voice acting gig, you know, especially now, like, can you imagine the voice acting that must be going on in animation right now that we're not aware of yet, <laughs> you know, Um, but I think maybe it it speaks to that, but also trying to make sure that these films do a good job of not just focusing on, oh, well, it's cars and planes. And so it's a boy thing. So boys are going to be who are in the film, Vanessa, anything particularly on her or anyone else that you wanted to bring up and mention?
0: Well, just one more thing about Julie Bowen, what surprised me about just, I'm going to laugh throughout this because I'm just like, we're talking about planes. Um, <laughs> is, she is so good with physical comedy on a modern family. And and she's really, I think known for that, but to hear the dynamics that she gives in her line delivery, especially when she first meets Dusty and she's like squeaking out these noises and then it's just, it's really terrific. I, I think anyone who wants to be an aspiring voice actor should take a look at her performance performance cuz she's just all over this the place dynamically but then also i think we really have to talk about the most sincere performance which is how holbrook and just my heart broke every single scene he was in like i i, I teared up in this movie too many times when he's like it was just an accident Dusty he's being so nice and then there's other scenes that we'll talk about but I I was just so astonished by his performance and that they were able to get him I mean he's a legend and he's doing this film and it was so perfect I Oh, there's just there's so many there's so many good characters in this
2: <laughs> you, you guys are warming my heart because I, th- I thought I was crazy that I like this movie so much
0: no I like that too
2: <laughs> yeah. I was like wait maybe it's just a bad movie and only I like it but you guys are like confirming that I was not crazy and I know what I was talking about that this movie is better than people realize I, 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 if you really would have told me
1: is. if you would have you could have bet me any amount of money that Hal Holbrook was in the Plains sequel film. And I would have I would have taken the bet. I would have not, uh, you know, there's no way you get somebody like him in this film. And and he does, he brings this earnestness. And of course we just lost him in January. So like, this was the first thing that I've heard his voice in since his passing. And it's yeah. just like, well, he is just a remarkable actor.
0: And Jerry Stiller too. I mean, we lost him during the pandemic and I, I started watching this and I, my eyes start to swell up because I'm just like- there's another fantastic actor that's gone, and but mm-hmm. we have, but I laugh because he's in this film. And granted, he is a much smaller part that's maybe can go unrecognized that he and his wife play together. But and the fact that it's he and his wife playing characters in this film, I, I think that really like that's her last that film. Yeah. And and it's just, that's the scene that I think had me tearing up the most when they're almost not about to cross the bridge. I was like, don't kill off the Stillers. <laughs> I was just, I was just, I had tears in my eyes. I'm like, no, Dusty, save them because they're just so cute. And I want them to stay on film forever. Um, Put
1: Ben so in a bunker. <laughs> but,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I thought their characters
2: like uh, one thing you don't get a lot in ki- children movies is the idea of setting something up early on and then paying it off later. You know it happens in jokes you make a setup and then you pay it off, but usually in kids movies it's quicker because you know they have a short attention span. So in this movie, like we meet the couple really like right in the middle, like maybe k- kind of early on when you're figuring out that the hotel is a bigger part of the story than you realize and then when it comes down to like it being them at the end that they need to be saved sorry if i'm like giving it away um <laughs> that um that i think that like it was more satisfying like that part i was really i was with you i was like you got to save them. <laughs> I I almost missed
0: it too because I during that scene there's so much there's there's so many characters coming in that you almost miss it and then when Dusty's like I remember it's where they had their kiss or whatever their their special moment and he flies to save them I was like oh man I missed I totally forgot about that it's like I have the attention span of a a four-year-old apparently (laughs) but but yeah you're right it's uh, I it was it was a very uh, heart-touching moment um, one thing I would
2: like to bring up is um, the difference between this sequel and the Cars 2 sequel. I think the main difference of why this one was better than Cars 2 sequel was because the stakes were higher. In mm. Cars 2, if I, I don't remember the plot exactly, but I just don't know. He's doing another race. You know, he's yes. trying to still be number one. And it's like, we just you just humbled yourself in the first movie, but now you're kind of doing it again. And then all the little side things were just so distracting. Whereas I think in Planes, you know... <clears throat> Um, Dusty in starts the movie at the top and then something happens to him and, you know, and then now he's got to find a different venue to be successful in but he doesn't want to do it, you know what I mean? So he there's that challenge and then it's, it's also the risk is high because it's life or death for these planes. So I think that is what makes this movie a better sequel is because they didn't try to rely on the things that, the gimmicks that were fun in the first movie, they kind of took those ideas and still added on the stakes on top of that.
1: Yeah. And this film, you know, this film comes out in 2014. We know that animated films take uh, several years to be in development and all of that, but you do get a, a much more humble lightning McQueen in cars three. And I wonder if that is in a response to some of the writing and some of the, the ideas that came about in this sequel, because um, I think that they do parallel each other quite a bit. You know, it, you've got, uh, of course, lightning still stays in the racing world. He doesn't go for that second career. Um, But still you, you have that moment where you're on top and then it is clear to you that it's time to move on to something else. Um, And, you know, spoilers to cars three, that's what ends up happening in that film as well. Uh, But, you know, I, I think that maybe you're right there that it allows for his development. And again, I still have not seen planes and I need to rectify that for sure. Um, But it allows in my mind for a story arc that's more complete if you uh go into this more like and and it's and it's something that happens all the time in real life of uh, people basically having to change careers or learn a new skill um go on and have second careers that's what what's going on you know like that's what's happening and and not a lot of times do you get to especially if you're someone that is a racer or an athlete you don't get to maintain that for forever so it's it's a very human story in a being told by a crop duster
2: now that you mention it i do see the parallels between cars three and fire and rescue and i think the biggest thing was that the main characters decide to do a different path not that it's forced Mm -hmm. on them because at the end of this movie dusty could make a different decision but he does it. And the same thing with cars three, like he could do something different, but then he chooses to go the path he does. And I think that is also really satisfying and it, and it shows the growth of the character too.
1: You are you, see the problem with this is that not only are you, are you showing to us that this is a, a good underrated film that people should check out. You're really having me question my, um, probably disdain is a hard word for the cars universe and hopefully if your dad's listening, just know that she's doing her best to change my mind on this because (laughs) this whole universe uh, is something that maybe I I need to go back and and re-examine. We've brought her up a couple of times. Uh, For me, the the voice that stuck out, I finally got around to, I didn't watch Watchmen right when it first came out. I had watched like the first episode and I was like, Ooh, this is real dark. So I put it on the shelf. I didn't watch it, but I did recently finish Watchmen. So I've been hearing Regina King so often and she has uh, such a distinct voice that i think that that was the moment where i i went to imdb and i was like who's in this movie <laughs> so, but she i like her team that she has around her as well um you know just a, a really solid uh, acting performance there too and like you said um she plays uh, a a pivotal enough role where it's kind of showing like even though we think of firefighting maybe as a male dominated field, again, it's those, it's, it's planting that in at the uh, very beginning of childhood and through animation and things like that, that'll help society as a whole. And when it comes to those kind of perceptions, uh, hopefully my son has less of those perceptions than I did growing up, that kind of a thing. And these are the types of things that, that kind of help spurn that along. Um, any thoughts on that, Vanessa, on her in particular?
0: I, I just always laugh when she does something comedic. She was just on SNL as well. And I watch her and I'm like, her talent is so beyond these uh, co- comedic. Have you seen scenes. One Night
1: in Miami yet?
0: I have not yet.
1: She's a crazy good director, too, it turns yeah. out. <laughs> Yeah. And you know, a lot of celebrities will do that thing when they're directing their first feature. They want, um, they want like kind of people to notice that it was them directing. So they put themselves in the film. She's not in the film at all. Uh, it's just a wonderful job. And I think, you know, by the time this uh, airs, um, the Oscars will be around and I, you know, hopefully she, she's been nominated for that, uh, for that directing job, but sorry, I cut you off, Vanessa, go ahead.
0: Well, I no, I'm glad you did because it just, again, speaks to, uh, how successful she is in her career and and again it's just I just keep coming back to this that I, I hear the voice and I laugh because I'm like you're so beyond needing to be a, a cameo role in a planes disney sequel but (laughs) but she does it so well and she was so good on snl and and she was on the big bang theory before and so she can clearly do comedy it's um i just laugh because i know she can do so much more and and we're just lucky to have her in in these roles while we can (laughs) i don't know i don't know if she'll be going if she wins an oscar for directing i don't know if she'll go back to doing any uh sequel uh cameos but we'll see i could be wrong
1: you know, I think maybe if uh, if if it's if it's the right timing and it's just fun, I think I could see. She, she seems like she'll do anything uh, and do it well. That. Her so.
2: career is it's it's it hasn't been very linear. Like she's gone TV to movies to mm-hmm. voice acting to movies. You know, I think she just yeah. does projects that interest her and projects that she. I I have noticed she does projects that she has a little bit more control in, like that she can help make decisions for her character. So I think um, because she has a good resume that she was able to craft each role that she's done, even if it's minor, you know, I bet she had some say in this movie with some of the things that she had to say in certain lines. And I can just see that in most of the stuff she does.
1: Yes. It's it's just so funny. Like uh, she's, she's already won an Oscar for best supporting actress for if Beale street could talk. And then now she's uh, potentially going to be up for one. and, And I'm sure several more in the future. So Academy award winner, Regina King as your fifth, uh, female lead in <laughs> planes. Music Fire and to Rescue.
2: my ears. I love it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, let's let's go ahead and dive start into the the scenes that really enjoyed that we really enjoyed. And I think uh, I'm gonna go first, and hopefully I don't steal one of your scenes. I'm sure both of you have so many scenes that you want to talk about, but mine uh, is the hoedown and the bar scene that happens (laughs) within like the first 10 minutes of the movie, because that's the scene where I envision the writer's room got together and they just started throwing out as many puns as humanly possible. And that's what, that's what made it into the film. Just so many good ones. I had to look some of them up because like hearing them in the moment, I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is genius. Um, Like when the pickup truck at the bar says, can you believe it? She left me for a hybrid never even heard him coming. <laughs>
0: like, like, <laughs> so good. Know, it just killed me.
1: Um, and then, uh, hey, Sugar Rooms, you fall out of a 17 because you're the bomb. And then the lady's like, Ugh, pick up trucks. <laughs> 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 just killed me. Uh, so anyway, yeah. so that scene was a great way to start off the film because I think that that happened like within the first 15 minutes of the film. And just it, it hit the comedy chops for me that I needed for sure in that moment Vanessa I know you like a good pun as well right
0: oh yeah I I also really liked uh uh Cedric the Entertainer when he's like I said something I don't know what it was it was it fuel that he ate and then he's like comes out spicy or it's spicy and then he makes a noise he goes twice and I, I just like it's and it's so fast that you could almost miss it which is part of the reason why I watched the film twice because I'm like I gotta go back and hear all those quick one-liners that that and that are you know transportation related that you might miss if if you aren't paying attention because like the hybrid thing I almost met like if you didn't catch on that it's a hybrid joke you know it's just yeah yeah I think you're so right this this scene is is so funny and it really i think it's what really started to build the this is a really good movie for me once that once this scene kicked in i'm like i think this is gonna be really good
1: (laughs) absolutely uh alexis did you have a scene you want to talk about or did you want to talk about our pickup trucks at the bar
2: (laughs) you guys are gonna make me go back and watch that scene like i remember liking it but I, i i think i gotta do a second view um I mean I, the biggest scene for me was you know the big fire scenes like I don't want to just skip to the end but that's all that really sticks out to me because th- I remember I was in the theater <laughs> I I wish I could make this up because it was just me in the theater <laughs> and when the f- I know so the flames are on screen and I literally was like I, is this a kid's movie like <laughs> I was in shock okay it really reminded me of um the um the scene in Toy Story three where the toys almost mm. you know get burned up and so I was like whoa well like I was like this I was on the edge of my seat okay because I was like I I didn't know how they, how far they were gonna go with this and I mean they they almost and then they they obviously went the Disney route thankfully but that scene really had an impact on me Same. and now watching it the second time um because I watched it when I posted about it. Um, the scene where Dusty is being difficult and doesn't want to like do the fire rescue the right way. And then he ends up having to get saved. Like that scene was so frustrating to watch, but it also like, I could just see kids learning a lesson from it. And even me, like, you know, just sometimes just do what people, not do what people say, but, you know, listen to people who are trying to help you. And sometimes your immediate thought of what needs to be done is not the best thing to do. And you just need to take a second and to think, What are my options? And if someone's giving you advice, maybe listen to them is what I got from the scene. But I feel like in that moment, you could take so many different advice from it. And so watching it a second time really cemented like, wow, this movie just teaches you so many lessons and teaches you about sacrifice, either sacrificing what you want to help somebody else because even um, the plane that was trying to save him, you know, he didn't have to do that. There, There were other people in need, but he sacrificed his duty to save a friend.
1: Absolutely. Very yeah. well said. I like that. Um, Vanessa?
0: I, I also want to add, I'm so relieved. You are probably the first person that I've talked to that has said in Toy Story 3, is this a kid's movie? Because I had that same reaction. And it's so weird because I feel like a lot of guys, and I'm going to single you guys out specifically, Craig, because I don't hear this from my lady friends as much, but a lot of guys are like, oh, that Toy Story 3 movie, that's my favorite of all the toys. It's It hits home. And I'm like... The one where they almost went to the inferno, like,
1: <laughs> absolutely.
0: I, I don't get it. I don't get it. And it's that,
1: uh, but, yeah. but it's that, it's that mo- like, okay, another tangent, but I have to explain on behalf of uh, boys that grew up in the nineties uh, in general, I'll speak for an entire generation here that we grew up with those toys. We grew up with Woody and Buzz. And so the last five minutes of that film where Andy is giving them to another little girl to play with so they can keep going on, even though, because their their memory is always with him, even if they're not physically with Andy anymore, we were Andy in that moment. And so that is absolutely uh, why that hit. But, but you know, actually it's it's really interesting because this one, uh, you know, I I thought most of the time I have to kind of watch um, movies that we watch for the podcast. I'm watching a bunch of these Oscar contenders. I can't really watch those around my son, right? Uh, but I was like, oh, well, he'll, you know, we can watch this planes movie. He likes planes. It's going to be great. And I think it was towards the beginning when they first showed the fire crew. Um, and he was like, ah, he was like, this is a bit scary for me. And um, so he didn't end up watching it with me. I think maybe it'll be something we'll come back to. You know, I'll definitely watch this again with him. Um, and he's kind of, he doesn't necessarily, he's super not into change either. So like new things is kind of tough for him regardless, but, but yeah, it is kind of a, especially at the end when it's like a, a raging inferno of a fire everywhere, it is a pretty scary sight to behold for sure. Vanessa, did you have a scene or did you want to comment yeah. on any of that?
0: I I have a scene that I just died when it started. Uh, of course, when he meets the fire crew, that's very funny there's a lot of funny lines and uh the um oh a oh, windlifter the the you know stereotypical native american wise person giving his lines but then it leads into this what i almost thought was like are they ripping off thor ragnarok because it's like acdc comes in and then they're all like getting their gear and it almost felt like you know in thor ragnarok when you hear like ah I'm like but now it's over here thunder (laughs) I'm like whoa this who direct I started looking up I'm like who directed this movie this is amazing this is this was just like Thor this is awesome I was so in it on that scene that that whole time that music was playing and honestly I don't love a lot of the other music in the in this soundtrack especially the credit song I don't know it's, it's a country song, and that's fine if you love country. I know a lot of people do, but it was something about backdraft, and I'm all in, and it's like a fire song, and I, I wasn't feeling it, because like in Cars, we get a pretty cool country version of um, Life is a Highway, which I, I really like in the credits, but but this So, so most of the songs, this movie I didn't care for, but this song, I was all in it for this scene. And it just, it elevated the movie for me into something really, really cool that I'm still like, I'm still waiting for my mom to watch this so that she can tell me how much she likes this movie. I want to ask her about that specific scene and to see if she had the same reaction that I had.
1: Absolutely. It's so, it's so it was so perfect, like a perfect bit of music. And we've seen that we've seen that play out before, right? I mean, Thunderstruck, Back in Black. There's a lot of good ACDC that you can play over a, a dramatic scene. But but yeah, I totally agree. It uh it hit right at the right time that it needed to. And it made like, I don't know, it just kind of took it up a level um in my mind, which was great too. So now we come to that point, which might be hard for you, Alexis, I don't know, uh, but we are going to talk about if there's anything in the film that didn't quite work for us. What What didn't work for me is that I had no idea this film existed. Um, <laughs> you know, and I, I, like, I was in the midst of my Disney fandom, like, I think... Um, Listeners to the show probably know that I came to the parks really pretty late, like 2012. So I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not that, um, like, I'm not like Brett, who's been going, uh, you know, he was at Epcot in opening day, and he actually uh, helped design the train with Walt um, back in 1950. Um, So, but like me i'm i'm kind of new to this whole disney thing obviously i loved it as a child and uh loved the films but I, and maybe again it was the fact that this was in the cars universe that i didn't it just didn't appeal to me because i felt like we already had enough of those but this again has got me, maybe I need to do a deep dive on cars and see if it does go, move up the ranks. Uh, we ranked our favorite Pixar movies. And I think that three probably made it the highest on mine, but out of the 22 Pixar films, I it was probably number 17 or something like that. It was not very high at all. Um, but we can reevaluate those things. You know, Brett had Inside Out at number 21 and he's obviously wrong about that. So- uh, you- so we can all go back and reevaluate some of the mistakes that we've made in the past or maybe the misconceptions that we've had about excellent films, about emotions and uh, wonderful voice acting like Inside Out. I, I love that Brett's going to edit this episode because right now he's listening to this and maybe he'll put in like an, a groan uh, right now in the in the sound cues so you know that he was listening to yeah. me talk about Inside <laughs> Out. Vanessa, go ahead and get me off this soapbox.
0: Uh, I, I'm kind of with you, Craig. I was—I always try to think of one thing that I didn't care for. And I, I, I know I mentioned that I didn't love the country music for that particular song. Uh, the lyrics just didn't speak to me, although I understand why it's in the film. Um, and that's that's fine if you do like it. There's nothing wrong with that. But that's, yeah, that's really the only thing that I, I didn't love about this movie. I can't, again, I can't believe I'm saying this about a Planes sequel in the Cars universe, but I really loved this movie. I liked it better than Cars. Um, the only thing I'm sad about is that I didn't know about it sooner. And I, I stand by, even though she says she's not a huge disney expert but i still stand by that you're a disney film expert because i never would have seen this movie had you not recommended it it's so and it is so good you're you are so right it is is very much underrated i
2: i I thought of my answers i'm going to piggyback off the both of you okay
0: first thing that i think
2: i didn't like about it is it it took directly from cars the idea of having like a mentor and then someone who needs help so I think I could have lived without that just to see something different. And in this movie, since it's the sequel, that idea of the mentor and then uh, Dusty, it also happens in the first movie. So that's probably the uh, one thing that carried over from both movies. It's just in this movie, he gets a different mentor, you know, in a different realm. But it's still that idea of you have guidance. So I don't know how I'm I don't know how they could have still had the same um Feel of him learning through a mentor, but maybe just in a different way, like we didn't need the old plane who is retired, who's doing this out of the kindness of his heart, maybe just a different way. that'd probably be the one thing that was a direct they, it worked in cars, we're gonna do it here, you know, recycle kind of thing um, and then my second thing I didn't like is the fact that nobody knew about this movie, I'm really <laughs> trying to think of the promotion around it, and when you I didn't know until this. Thing, that it was a disney movie i thought it was pixar i just assumed so maybe that's why you know yeah. maybe they probably did make some money off of it maybe off of toys and maybe like <clears throat> dvd sales for kids but I, it's weird that like yeah a lot of people don't know about it i i'm curious to know why it wasn't pushed as heavily as cars
1: you know, and I think that, um, certainly in like the Eisner years of Disney, uh, they, they had that idea of the direct to video sequel. We talked a little bit about that with Lion King too, but you, like that was their money maker. And I think that they were still in this time. This is 2014, which doesn't seem that long ago, but it's seven years ago. Um, and I, I think that. At the time, the company was still trying to figure out what their next thing was going to be. And I think that they really saw uh, a huge market in this whole Cars franchise. Um, And the fact that it was one of those that maybe could continue on much like Toy Story did because you can always put out new cars and you can do planes and you could do ships. You could do, I mean, you could do boats. You could do any number of vehicle, right?
0: I, I think this, they've hit the jackpot. But this one we don't need to give them any ideas to and yeah. and that's kind of why I'm more forgiving of this movie because I did notice it's like the same plot but I'm like cars it wasn't as good so they finally got it right so
1: <laughs> just so you're all aware so our listening audience is aware because I was like okay if this is who they got for the sequel who do they have in the who do they have in the first film that film has Batman in it it has Val Kilmer in it it has John Cleese in it Priyanka Chopra in it like what they they have good news
0: in that too yeah you're right you're right all right all right I don't know why we didn't like it as much I guess I I, I think maybe it see
2: I had to have made some money because they wouldn't have done a sequel if the first one didn't do well so I I think maybe the audience that it did well for were kids like I think a lot of kids parents brought their kids to see it but then I think at the end of the day, kids only wanted to see Cars, which is, it makes sense. Um, you can't really do much with a plain toy. <laughs> like, you, mm, you know, versus car <laughs> toys, you can make a track. You can, I just think, because the toys is what makes these movies. It's how they sell. So maybe sure. the toy sales were okay. And maybe they thought, oh, well, we'll do a sequel. Because I want to say, what's the Cars 2 sequel? Like, did really well when it came out. You know, not yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: the but all the cars films for the most part do pretty well. And I did look up on Box Office Mojo this film. Now, this film was released in 2013 and the sequel came out in 2014. So, my guess is they greenlit the sequel, um, at the same time as they greenlit the film because, uh, Animation just like most of the time a feature film you can get done in about a year or so from, um you know, shooting production starting to uh, editing it but animation just takes so much longer because of the rendering and, and all that, that that goes on with it. Um, but this fell. So planes, the original uh, did 90 million domestically and 150 million internationally. So it, it made 240 million uh, on a budget, a suspected budget of box office mojos predicting about 50 million. So certainly not a bad deal there. Uh, let's see what fire and rescue did as well. So fire and rescue had the same roughly $50 million budget, and it uh, did Considerably worse. It was uh, 60 million domestically, 87 million internationally. So uh, 150 million uh, was the overall
0: take for that film. Blows my mind.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, what universe nuts, are we right?
0: in? Why? Yeah. Why is this film so good and so underrated? I I don't get it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know.
1: know, I don't know. Uh, now, now I'm interested to see uh, the box office grosses for Cars. Um, so of course the original cars uh, that did 461 million, uh, in, you know, overall on a higher budget, the predicted budget of 120 million, and then now I got to do Cars Two, and then I have Cars Three ready too. Just interesting to see how much these films make, because like you said, Alexis, that's what I mean. The money talks, right? And Cars Two, you were right, crushed it. Uh, yeah. They did 600 million dollars in uh, Cars 2. So that is why, and when did Cars 2 come out? 2011? That's why you get planes right there. So yeah. that's our answer. Yeah. <laughs> so you started thinking about like all well, the spinoffs which... you can do based off of that. And then of course, Cars 3 came out a little bit later. Um, See, it didn't I think come out Cars until 3, 2017.
2: I think Cars 3 took a little longer to do because critically, Cars 2 was really bad. Like a lot of people mm-hmm. don't have positive things to say about the storyline so i think they knew okay we can't mess this up again if we're going to do it again it needs to be something people care about which i really do think they piggybacked off the planes too, fire and rescue now to make cars three like i i want to watch them back to back to see how much they're similar because you i think you really blew my mind that i think they took things that went well in there because it's the same concept you know still in the same Mm -hmm. realm but it's a different venue that he took but still doing racing
1: yeah, yeah, the Cars 3 mm-hmm. did do the worst out of the three of them. It, it made about $380 million, um worldwide. Uh, so, you know, like maybe they saw diminishing returns here and decided that that was, that was that for that universe at the moment. Who knows? Maybe we'll see Boats, Bodie McBoakface
0: uh, coming no. to boats.
1: Disney. Like- I, I see,
0: and I say that, I, and I love this movie. So if, it was, if, if Boats was as good as this movie, then I'm for it. <laughs> but if it's like the other ones which I haven't seen all of, but I saw Cars. I mean, it was okay. I just, I feel like I'm being gaslit a little bit here. Like I need to go back and watch all the, like, I feel like I might be going crazy. Like, am I remembering these right? Did I not like. Well, it's funny
1: because Brett had these at high. uh, Brett apparently adores the Cars franchise. Um, at least he had them much higher in his Pixar rankings than we did. So this whole time he's editing this podcast, he's just going to be snickering to himself too that we're going that we're we're having a redemption story of Cars here.
2: I, I liked Cars Three. I, I I just connected more to it, just the storyline. But it yeah. was I also liked that it was more um, focused on um um a, a female character. So obviously I'm a little biased. I not girls. So
1: <laughs> totally agree <laughs> I with all that. I mean, like, um, uh, Cars Three to me far and away the best cars movie uh and it's, it's kind of sad that less people saw it and of course the same is true with this in planes so but people are going to rectify that now because they know now after this conversation they have to go check out planes fire and rescue um let's go ahead to our final thoughts and alexis i'll give you the final thoughts first what do you think uh wrap this up for us
2: i think you should watch this movie like you you'll it's funny like genuinely funny the acting is superb And there's so many different messages within it that I can't tell you all the messages in it because me watching it, I'm going to see something different versus somebody else. I think that they knew they wanted to do something inspirational with this movie. They weren't just doing like, oh, because I think the first one was almost like a Cars ripoff. Planes is just a Cars ripoff just in planes. But this Fire and Rescue, the intentions of it were pure. I mean, they were also shedding light on real world topics. So I think because of that, they handled it with care in a way they might maybe not did the other um, animation animated movies so if you just want to feel good and you want to learn what it's like to be a firefighter because I mean I didn't even know some of the stuff that the firefighters have to go through and obviously it's in a plain form but still I also opened my eyes to how dangerous these wildfires are and I think it is just a good informative heartfelt movie that everybody should watch.
1: I honestly, I don't have much to add there in a wrap up. Vanessa, you have anything?
0: The only thing I have is, uh, Alexis says she's the self-proclaimed, uh, sequel queen. So if there are any sequels you think we should see really any movie now at this point, just please let us know because I was blown away by this film and how good it was. And I am, I'm ready for some more recommendations.
2: That, that's a title I will take the sequel queen because yeah. I am a sucker for a straight to DVD sequel. I have watched them all and I, they're not all good, but I like, but I like, them yeah. but I like them all. I, like them all.
1: I, I can hear, uh, I can hear like a um, BTM miniseries spinoff coming here to the, to the network in the not too distant future, but no, that's awesome. Uh, thank you so much, Alexis. This was a lot of fun and it was great to have you on. Uh, great to talk Disney with you and particularly Planes Fire and rescue for sure go check all this out um anything else that you have and you wanted to say before we before we get off here
2: um i just want to say thanks for inviting me um for anybody listening in springfield illinois i miss it there um i'm in texas now but i i really had a great time being in illinois and i think this podcast is great and thanks for inviting me
1: absolutely vanessa any final thoughts
0: um, I just want to apologize to Alexis's dad for all the bad things I said about cars. I'm going to go rewatch them or watch the ones I haven't seen. And, and hopefully I'll be there with you as a fan. Hopefully.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Sorry, Alexis's dad. Um, cars, we will, we will rewatch it in your honor. And uh, hopefully I will get a birthday card someday that also is Lightning McQueen. Um, I, that's what I aspire to as a father. So thank you. Thank you for that. And thank you, Alexis, so much. This was so much fun. If you'd like to continue to follow beyond the mouse, unfortunately, Brett will be back. He will return uh, on a future Ooh. episode or maybe fortunately, I should say, fortunately. We, See, we fortunately,
0: do. he's going to edit this. <laughs> okay.
1: And you know, what's funny is like, it's all a jest. We love that guy. And so, uh, sad that he wasn't here this week, but that means we have to have Alexis back on when Brett's here, right? So you have to come back on the show now. But if you wanna continue to uh, follow along with the podcast, make sure to check out Beyond the Mouse on all social media. You can find us on Beyond the Mouse Podcast on Facebook. Also Beyond the Mouse Pod on Instagram and Beyond Mouse on Twitter. We've had some great interviews. If this is your first episode, go back and listen to those. But also we just talk movies and parks and everything else, just like these types of conversations. And definitely we can help you find more things to watch on Disney Plus because we are in the heart of a Marvel world at this point with WandaVision and then now Falcon and the Winter Soldier going on um, and Loki coming up on the horizon. Uh, there's a lot that we can tell you about on Disney Plus for sure. We also are on nprillinois.org as well we can also be found on the front row network so you can follow them along on any of their social media search for the front row network i don't have much else to say about this movie other than you should go and check it out so for beyond the mouse i am craig
0: i'm vanessa i'm alexis
1: and we will see you real soon in the front row